Hey everyone, Hispanic Heritage Month is here, and you guessed it, we're celebrating with food. I'm chatting with Houston Chronicle taco columnist Marco Torres to get his list of the best Hispanic restaurants you need to hit up. It's Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Oh man, Marco, you are back on CityCast Houston. How you doing, man? I'm back. They can't get me away from you, man. Hey, I, I like that. I like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you're back. So let's start with this. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. How do you celebrate? I mean, it's funny because like, remember last time you told me like, uh, when it, what is Taco Tuesday for you? I was like, well, for me, every day is Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Same thing about, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month or Latino Heritage. Every day is Latino Heritage Month for me. But it is nice to, you know, celebrate uh, the independence of a lot of our countries and, you know, what better way to do it than with food, so. Absolutely. Food's the best. So give me your all-time favorite Hispanic dish. Oof. I mean, I'm definitely the taco guy. People know me as a taco guy, so yeah. a good taco de fajita or, you know, even some, like, brisket, you know. Really, if you get a tortilla and you get some leftover brisket, you have a taco. So. Yeah. Really just, uh, you know, carne with some green salsa, maybe even simply in the morning, mix your brisket with some some eggs. Man, that's a killer breakfast taco right there. That is good right there. So let's give our listeners a guide for Hispanic Heritage Month, right? We have some of the best Hispanic food here in H-Town, and we're known for having some of the best Mexican food in the U.S. So let's start off with something easy. What Mexican restaurants are you recommending for Hispanic Heritage Month? And what should they try at those restaurants? All right. So I recently uh, started my column back again uh, for the Chronicle or for Cron.com. And the first thing that I'm writing about is about uh, Birria Tacos. There's a place uh, downtown off of Milan Street. It's called Space City Birria Tacos and more. So their Birria Tacos are excellent. They have street tacos. They have tortas. Um, you know, it's it's cool. So if you're in the area, if you work downtown, if you're hanging out over by Market Square, just anywhere in downtown, I would suggest probably uh, going over to uh, Space City Birria Tacos. Uh, I've been really, really enjoying their stuff recently. Uh, a lot of restaurants here in Houston have gotten um, nominated for like James Beard Awards. Um, we had uh, Tatemo, which is Chef Emmanuel Chavez. Tatemo's on Tacoma. He was just named as um, one of the best uh, Hispanic chefs in the country. So that's pretty dope. And I, I ate dinner there recently, and it was it was pretty amazing. It was pretty yeah. amazing. Um, there's a new spot in the woodlands called Jalisco. Jalisco is usually spelled with a J. Jalisco is a state in Mexico. But this is uh, Chef Beatriz Martinez. They spell it with an X. X-A-L-I-C-O. And the food that she's making over there is delicious. I haven't had a chance to go to the location in the Woodlands yet, but I've had her. I went to a, um event at the Mexican consulate recently, and she was catering the event. And her food is, is amazing. She made a tamale uh, out of masa, and but she made it look like a corn on the cob. So when you got it, you thought you were eating a, an elote, but when you dug into it, it was a tamale. Innovative what? stuff, delicious. When I say it's delicious, it's amazing. So Jalisco is, is another one of those 
must go, must try right now. So I think when people hear the term Hispanic, they automatically think of Mexico, right? right? But there's so many other countries that have people of Hispanic descent that we should be celebrating this month. So let's get to some other recommendations. And Miami, look, Miami has the best Cuban food. And I know we're not oh, in yeah. Miami, but give me a recommendation here for some Cuban food. So I love Miami. I go to Miami every year for Art Basel. And man, I mean, to find some of that food here in Houston, uh, I would go to uh, Flor de Cuba, which is a restaurant off of Clay Road, uh, 16233 Clay Road. Um, I was recommended uh, this restaurant by a friend of mine. His name is uh, DJ Data. He's part of the Cracker Nuts. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he recommended this uh, restaurant to me. He's a huge foodie, by the way. And um, I've been dying to go with him one day, go get some, you know, some Maduro, some arroz con, con uh, frijoles and everything that they, uh, all, all the Cuban stuff that you can dream about, just like I was in Miami. So Florida Cuba is probably my go-to right now on my top of my to-do list. Oh, man, I got to hit that up, too. That sounds so good. All right, let's move to Puerto Rico. So the OG Puerto Rican spot in Houston is in Montrose. It's on Fairview. It's called Tex Chick Restaurant. And I used to live in uh, in Montrose, and I would walk to this place um, a couple times, you know, uh, over the years that I lived there. Um, Get some mofongo with some seafood, with some camarón in there. Uh, You know, of course, you have to get the, the chuletas and the pollo and... I mean, everything that they do there is delicious and it has its own Puerto Rican flavor, Puerto Rican spiciness. Um, Well, not too spicy, but it does have really good, amazing tropical vibes over there. Tex Chick Restaurant. It's more tropical than spicy there, right? Right. Um, Caribbean food, it can be. It can have like some habaneros or some other type of actually, you know, heat to it. But more so, you're going to get the platanos, the maduros, the arroz, the... Tabichuelas, all that kind of good stuff that is still going to be good. And of course, you know, who can go wrong with chuletas and and uh, all that good stuff. So, Man, that sounds good. All right. How about a Dominican food spot? Is there a good recommendation for us? So Dominican food is a little bit different. I was recently up in uh, uh, Inwood, north of well, North Manhattan, before you get up to the Bronx. I was up there in New York City and I was hanging out with some friends up there and my flight got canceled. So they took me up. Uh, up there and we were eating, you know, uh, chicharron and all kinds of uh, empanadas and arepas and stuff. I've been trying to find a good Dominican place here in town and I and I haven't gone yet, but I think I found it. There's a place on Richmond Avenue called Dominican Grocery and Deli. It's like in a little strip center. They sell, obviously, they sell Presidente beer uh, there and a bunch of like Dominican uh, spices and uh, uh, grocery items. But they have their own little like lunch counter where you can go and pick up a lunch, pick up a dinner, take it home. I think they're on Grubhub as well. So if you're mm. in the area, check them out. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dominican Grocery and Deli, ninety three, ninety two Richmond Avenue. That's that's also on my on my go to list. Man, those lunch counters just hit different, right? Man, I mean, it's basically like you have like your a family member making lunch for you. You know, yeah. It's, it's one thing going to you know a major chain getting your sandwich or or anything but when you go to these little mom and pop shops and they're making food back there and giving it to you in a little styrofoam container and you take it home you open it and you're, you're in heaven right oh man that sounds so delicious 
Hey, let's move to Central America, right? Guatemala, yeah. Panama, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, and Belize. Yeah, I mean, you've got so many vibes there. What are some staple dishes that represent that side of the culture? And what do we need to try at which restaurant? So when you're talking about El Salvador, you have to talk about the pupusas. Pupusas, outside of tacos and burritos and, and everything, pupusas are probably another one of my favorite Latin American foods. It's just so... Like, it's made with masa. They have all kinds of different fillings. And the queso, that Salvadorian queso is amazing. I mean, you get a good, you know, pupusa and you take a bite out of it and it's hot. And, and the queso, you know, that cheese pool just makes it so appetizing. Uh, There's a place that I like going uh, for pupusas. It's on Telephone Road. Uh, Antojitos Salvadoreños is what it's called. It's basically like, you know, Salvadorian goodness right there. But... Man, if you go there, you get your pupusas, you get your cortido on top, you get the little salsa, and uh, yeah. Um, as far as the rest of Central America, I have seen a lot of different food trucks pop up, um, maybe in the Antoine Tidwell area, and a lot of them off of like Gulf Bank, um, and they're like Hondureño uh, food trucks. So I've been meaning to stop by one of those. I, I always see that there's a line. Uh, there are a lot of Hondureños that, that live here in Houston. So um, I would I would suspect that one of those food trucks with the with the blue and white uh, flags on the outside, Honduran flags are going to be pretty, pretty good. You know, I'm surprised that pupusas didn't take off more. Like, yes, they're popular. Don't get me right, wrong. But right. there's not a pupusa truck everywhere, right? Like we have taco <laughs> trucks everywhere. I feel like it should be a bigger deal here in the city of Houston. Um, I mean, we do have a lot of... Um, Salvadoreños that live here in Houston, um, which is which is pretty amazing. But El Salvador is such a small country, so I think that the representation here and elsewhere in the United States isn't as big as it really could be. But man, what they lack in like population, they make up for in flavor. Like yes, they do. You know, so all right, let's go to South America. Of course, you got Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Peru, Chile, Ecuador. And so many other more countries, right? Yeah. What do we have from that side of the culture that we need to try? So I'll give you a two for one. One address, two restaurants. Ooh. The address is uh, 10,001 Westheimer. So uh, between Gessner and the Beltway. If you go down Westheimer, keep going down Westheimer, past the Galleria, and you kind of in the West Chase area. 10,001 uh, Westheimer, you have two spots. The first spot is an Argentinian restaurant called the original Marini's Empanada House. So yes. I used to work down the street. I used to work on Richmond Avenue near the Beltway. And I would go to Marini's a lot, maybe a couple of times a month. Because, I mean, it's it's such a simple dish, you know, an, an empanada. But it's it can be so difficult to get it right, to get the right flavors and to get the right consistency of the empanada yeah you don't want it too hard you know too fried but you don't want it mushy either you kind of want it something in the middle and manini's they they do it right and if you stay in the same little parking lot there's a place that sells um it's called pacha nikkei so nikkei food is a food that's japanese food but in peru so there's a peruvian japanese restaurant uh chef masaro fukoda has this restaurant, man, I've had their lobster ceviche, their cocktails are good, made with uh, pisco. I mean, all kinds of seafood, all kinds of uh, lomo saltado. 
If you've never had Lomo Saltado, I would suggest you try Lomo Saltado and their lobster ceviche at Pachanique. It's it's pretty amazing. What is that? Lomo Saltado is like a cut up filet mignon and it's made in this, like this sauce and they put it on top of rice. It's mm. like their version of just like steak with, with arroz. Okay. It's, it's freaking delicious. Do you think I get a red card if I go to a Brazilian steakhouse to celebrate? I don't think so, man. I mean, at like this it's point, cool, right? it's okay. Yeah, at this point, you're like, hey, and you're not gonna go there every day. It's not like you're gonna, you know, go to Fogo <laughs> every day, every every chance you get. But it's it's good to go there, and you're still eating, you're still celebrating the culture, uh, and I mean, it's delicious. I mean, you turn that little card around, they bring the food out, you turn it back around, eat a little bit, turn it around, eat some more, and then that uh, that Brazilian lemonade that they make. Oh my oof. gosh. And so, yeah, and there are uh, many options for Brazilian steakhouses uh, in the Houston area. So if you find one, you know, go celebrate a birthday, go celebrate a date night. You know, okay. Do your thing. Yeah. I like no that. Ju- this is a no, uh, no judgment zone over here. Okay. I'm glad because I'm, I was like, man, I'm about to get judged on my own show here. And nah, you know what? Man. It's cool. Judgment free. I love it. Yeah. Okay. You know me. I love sweets, man. I have a sweet tooth. That's- oh, yeah. Beyond anything that I can control. Now, give me a good dessert that I need to celebrate with. And don't give me the mainstream stuff. I know you won't, but give me something good to try. (laughs) So there's a brand new Mexican bakery off of Gulf Bank, uh, 806 Gulf Bank up here in the north side over by my side of town. The name of the place is called Sopeli. Now, it's spelled with a T, T T-S-O-P-E-L-L-I, Sopeli. And I still need to go find out exactly what, the meaning is, but uh, at Sopeli Bakery, actually, it's a mother and a daughter team, and they used to sell something called gorditas de nata. Uh, nata, it's like if you boil the milk and like the cream or the stuff that that's on top. Once it once you cool the milk down after you boil it, you get the cream on top of the milk, and you make um they make like little almost like hotcakes, like pancakes, or um, it looks almost like an English muffin, and it's sweet and it's it's just the right like consistency and uh it's actually very delicious so what they're doing um they sell these uh gorditas de nata and you can either eat them eat them as they are eat them by themselves they come in little bags either you know three four five little you know little cakes in a bag or you can have them prepared preparados where they they heat them up they cut them in in half and they could put like nutella and platanos and fresas and crema and all kinds of really good things in there so uh they're also like i said they just opened up i think their grand opening was uh either earlier this month um gorditas de nata at sopeli bakery i would i would definitely put that on your list okay i've never had that so definitely (laughs) going on my list that sounds so good i mean i am smiling ear to ear right now because (laughs) that sounds amazing man marco you're the best thank you so much i can't wait to try out all of your recommendations and highly encourage our listeners to try them out as well thank you for joining us man hey thank you um just you know tell your people to go go to your uh to your side where your podcast is on i'll send them a list of all my recommendations and they can go and check them out for yourself That was Marco Torres. And yes, he really is a taco columnist. You can read all of his work on cron.com. Before we go, we're about a week away from Ask a Stupid Question Day. And I want to hear your stupid questions you have about Houston for our episode on September 28th. Send them via the phone number or feedback link in our show notes. Remember, no question is too stupid. 
That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. The line goes really fast, so it's it's okay. I mean, what's fast? Twenty minutes? Uh, Thirty 20 minutes? minutes? Fifteen? Twenty? If I have to wait more than ten minutes, I'm out. I'm just spoiled. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>